0: Welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan Hebert alongside Warren Arnold. And today we are featuring the Pokemon Day segment of the Esports Forever podcast. Welcome back, Warren. How are you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm doing good, Ryan. How are you? I'm
0: doing great. More excited than ever to talk about some of the latest and the newest Pokemon game, Scarlet and Violet. This game has been out now for about two, two and a half weeks. Lots of fun uh, so far for players to be able to get the first official format that dropped uh, earlier, or I want to say uh, later last week, and then uh, this past weekend is kind of when uh, people first really started playing in it with some uh, some big tournaments that happened. Yep. Uh, we, we've we started to see the, the effects of a official first format, meaning that we are starting to see video game side events popping up at regionals. Now, these events don't count for any championship points that help you get to the world championship stage, but these are unofficial tours that help players kind of grasp what the format's gonna be all about. You know, it's the time to experiment, play, learn and and fail, but then hopefully come back and, and take some dubs. And Show so Ryan overall... your various
1: secret technique.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so overall right now we're seeing some very, very interesting trends. There are three to make note that I think we should talk about today. Number one, double dragon. Number two, Don Dozo and Tatsugiri. And number three, Goldengo and Murkrow. Or you could say Talonflame as well, but it's really Murkrow. So starting off with Double Dragon. This is the combination of Garchomp and Hydreigon, two unlikely allies. But let me tell you what, dragons are now once again king of the format. Yes, fairy types exist. There just aren't that many good ones, though. Uh, they they really kept out a lot of the faster fairies in this generation. So yes, you could use Sylveon. It's a it's a tanky Pokemon, but uh, it's it's not always the easiest to just be running. You you have to maneuver it into the right position and or have the right ally in order to do so. And that gets a lot harder when uh, Hydrogon itself likes to run Terra Steel with Flash Cannon for, for a stab Flash yeah. Cannon. That, that, that'll that hurt. Uh, on top of the fact that a, a, a Terra Ground Garchomp with Earthquake Spam is just is, is not going to be your best friend either. Talking about the fact that they, they then pair Garchomp with something like Rotom uh, and, and Discharge Spam next to your Ground-type yeah. uh, Garchomp and then Earthquake Spam next to your Levitating Rotom. And so all of a sudden you've just got a, a you know a, a spamming worth of damage going into the enemy team, and unless they have the perfect Pokemon to be able to counter what you've got, usually they don't. Um, it's it's definitely a, a deadly combo. Hydreigon is an overall fantastic Dark Dragon type Pokemon with a great move set coverage for basically everything, and it gets Tailwind. So, you know, if you don't want to have a fast tailwind setter like Murkrow, you can always rely on on Hydreigon for the most part being able to get up that tailwind uh, pretty nicely for you. And so uh, these two Pokemon have been seen on the same team, paired alongside some other Pokemon that like to support said Pokemon. This could be Arcanine. This could be Salamence as well. Heck, Triple Dragon. You never know. Uh, That's a little far, I I I will say. But uh, Amoongus, Arcanine, and um, Garchomp tend to be pretty good together right now. And then on top of that, you could add Goldengo if you want as just like an overall, like, you know, slap it on and be like, yep, that's good. Uh, lots of spread damage there. Um, and then, you know, something else you could see with this with this wonderful dragon duo is also uh, Don Dozo and Tatsugiri. This is a combination that many did not know about until the game actually dropped. We knew what the ability was on Tatsugiri, but we had no idea what it would actually do. Don Dozo takes the Tatsugiri, puts it in its mouth, and it gets plus two to every stat. Obviously not its HP. But plus two to every stat, and all of a sudden, you sudden you've got a boosted boy sitting on the field, with access to some wonderful, wonderful moves like Order Up, that gives you a or stat bonus, <laughs> a stat bonus depending on the color of Tatsugiri uh, that you have on the field or really in Don Dozo's mouth. On top of that, you've also got body press sets, earthquake sets, uh, substitute. So really, at the end of the day. There's a lot to do with Dondozo. It, it is an end-of-game finisher. It is a mid-to-late-game sweeper. What it is not is a, like a start-of-the-game sort of Pokemon. Your your opponent probably has too many resources in order to be able to take down Dondozo in the early game. So it's always a wise idea to keep it to the mid-to-late-game play. That way you know that you're probably going to be able to get off uh, the, the combo with Tatsugiri and Dondozo and then take the win. That that's really the most important thing is that you're looking to take the take the dub as much as possible. So you got to be careful. And then last but certainly not least is Goldengo. It is the new thousandth, uh, the one thousandth uh, Pokemon as announced today. Uh, you know, so the Pokedex has one thousand eight Pokemon in the National Dex now, and Goldengo happens to be number one thousand. Fun fact: This Pokemon paired alongside Murkrow for Prankster Tailwind. Uh, and also, uh, prankster rain dance. If you need to weaken the power of uh, of fire types as well, is a so deadly. Forgot,
1: you, you forgot the best one, prankster haze. The prankster after haze it uses make it rain because exactly. it's just full power every turn. So fun! I swear. Full
0: power every turn. It's fantastic. It's a great. Honestly, oh, yeah. it's a great idea. It really is. And um, it's being used. You know, it's it's being u- utilized extremely well. And players are, are, it's paying off big time. Make it Rain is a is a uh, spread move that hits both opponents' Pokemon for about the same damage as Draco Meteor, but it's a Steel-type move. There aren't too many Pokemon that resist the Steel-type move, So because of that, uh, everyone's usually taking quite a bit of damage. And then as Warren said, you haze away the stat drop that you would normally get from using this move. So, really, it's almost as as if there's no drawback to using this move over and over and over again until you just can't because you run out of PP to do so and or the opponent's team is just dead. So,
1: that's... you going to kill the opponent's team before you run out of eight uses, yeah, I swear. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. That's the real truth. So, you know, you've got these three big threats right now that teams are building around. Uh, our t- teams are also trying out Trick Room. Like, I, I love Trick Room right now. I think it's super solid. It's got a great. I think it has a lot of great use to it, and it just has to be built well and maneuvered well. Ward and I played a best of three before this, where he showed off some of the fun of Hydragon and Sylveon and and Amoonga, Some of the some of the good stuff that we've known about for for many many years. And you know, I, I'm playing with a new TR team right now that I've played with quite a bit. But you know, um, there there is definitely there. are are obstacles and most importantly it's called the moongus uh that is probably the number 1 hard Room counter right the now big for, obstacle it's a huge op- obstacle and you know you you wish it to just to uh, have a wonderful die but it doesn't it yeah. uh, it just kind of keeps doing its thing and and it's an issue for sure but uh you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll maneuver our way out of it we'll find a way some, somewhere somehow we'll we'll face off again warren but for all of you out there wondering can i run a slower team can i run trick Room? yes you can just know that you're going to be faced with Amoongus and it's going to be a problem. That Pokemon alone should scare you and should should, you know, tell you everything you need to know about the fact that like it's it is a troublesome Pokemon for sure to, to, to deal with. So keep that in mind when building your teams. Uh you need a good Amoongus counter. And let me tell you, Torkoal, just because you have a Torkoal, it does it doesn't do shit, okay? Just because you have a Torkoal. Nine,
1: nine times out of ten, the Amoongus is going to be faster out of Trick
0: Exactly, so you know with, with that in mind, it's like you know y- your hardest part is is getting up TR. Yes, I have answers, but you know your opponent will also have answers and uh, you know it, it's it's tough, it's tough, but uh, so you're, a lot of the players are seeing themselves running like mid speed with uh, with tailwind. Uh, with just high offense because at the end of the day your goal is to knock out the opponent's pokemon not do an endless swapping in and out of pokemon in order to maybe get some type of winning result no your goal is to get in the right pokemon and and start doing as much damage as possible so with that in mind you
1: know keep why would i why would i end the game in 12 turns when i can edit in four
0: exactly exactly so keep up the good work folks keep doing your thing and uh and do your best but, you know, so an, another big question on a lot of people's minds with the video game series right now and uh, it, with the card game as as well is if local events will come back in the 2023 year and season. We've had a few larger events this year, but we haven't seen the return of smaller events. And I'm going to go on, on, on a limb and say I think that's because they're waiting to see whether or not COVID will, will run as rampant this winter time and this holiday season as it did last year and the year before. And because of that, they are very, very hesitant to have these Play Pokemon events that are extremely inclusive of kids and adults alike, which is one of the downsides. You know, you're not talking about a bunch of adults that hopefully would take care of themselves and and treat themselves in a sanitary type manner, knowing that if they were sick, they wouldn't show. It's not the same for kids. Kids will show up with their parents and, you know, parents aren't always aware of how the kid is feeling. And so, you know, you, you could have a kid who's dying to play, but they may be dying on the inside as well. And you don't know that until it maybe it's too late. And so, you know, play Pokemon events are very inclusive, but that does have downsides when it comes to, uh, you know, sickness being, being spread easily between uh, kids showing up to these events events and even even teens who are, you know, maybe not the best uh with sanitary type stuff and showing up and and being sick as well. So at
1: Reality, the end of the day, I don't think it's gonna come back until like at least some like mid like March or April at the earliest, if yeah, not until next you year. You
0: know, and what sucks is that wintertime is a really nice time for locals to happen. There's not much that happens outside. And so, you know, it's a great time for local communities to come together to be able to, uh, you know, foster uh, a great sense of, of of pride and and fun with these games, and then also be able to build up hype for for future regionals and events. I mean, there's nothing that has a regional attended more by but uh, you know a strong local scene that uh, is is nearby. You know, if New England was you know constantly having events and. You know you could garner 40 50 people at a local and in a New England event I mean that is 40 to 50 people you'll probably see at a regional that aren't just traveling out of state already right and so you know I'm just I'm just giving you small numbers here but you and I both remember when locals could have tons of people at these events because there was just so much support. But that was in a time before, you know, we were concerned about, you know, how many people are going to be at an event? Do you have to mask up? Do you have to be vaccinated? Yada, 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 yada. Right now, you know, the Pokemon Company went back on a lot of the rulings when it came to what they were requiring of participants, but uh, masks seem to still be one of those things that they want players to have. And, you know, I'm not against it whatsoever. People walk away from regular VGC regionals, usually with with the (laughs) the flu or a cold. I, you know, knock and wood have been very fortunate to not have to walk away with two much whatsoever but it, it you know I know you've walking away with stuff before I know other yeah. friends who have as well and you know you get sick for a week week and a half and then you're better but it's like I yeah, don't I think go I to came events at events a- and I yeah. think
1: 2017, and 2019, Dallas were the only two I came out of sick, and those were pretty massive events to be. Exactly,
0: fair. massive events and rooms that didn't have like the tallest ceilings, right? VGC VGC rooms didn't have the best ventilation compared to the the giant convention hall that you know TCG had. So, you know, it 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 definitely is. We're just there's not a difference, cool enough. and we're not cool enough to have the larger rooms <laughs> with more air ventilation, apparently. You know, so you gotta stuff people in like it's a little hog house. You know, to yeah, here's, your, just... here's your
1: here's your closet. Go have fun.
0: Yeah, it's like, G- okay, thanks You know, it's just it's not good. It's not good. It's not it, it's not great. But you know, we're doing doing our best. Yeah, doing our best. So local scene. You know, we've it's been said that it will be returning. We just don't know when, and when it does, hopefully it's a good time. I found out recently, actually. So. You used to schedule your events for Pokemon.com for the event locator through Pokemon.com. But I recently found out that you actually schedule your events now through the tournament management software that they have released. So they used to have Tom. It's now called PEM. Pokemon event man, uh, event management or whatever. I don't know something like that. And so through <laughs> that app, I have to download it and use it. I hated you know, Tom. <laughs> I hated Tom too, but you know what? Tom, I think was a lot better put together than, uh, than Pem. Pem, from what I've heard, uh, is doesn't really have the capability to even run Swiss and and regular stuff without without breaking down too. So, uh, really? you know, it's uh, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, it's made by Nintendo. I shouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> I
0: listen, man. It's uh. <laughs> is what it is is what it is it's it's tough it's tough but uh doing our best doing our best for now so yeah i i found out uh that sort of stuff and so you know here i am uh wanting to you know host some unofficial events at, at some places around me just to see you know who would show up and who would take interest because they did redo the pokemon event locator and it looks amazing so it's a lot easier oh, mean, to use now. So
1: so it actually works
0: now. No, it actually works now. It looks. Oh my like, god! It's actually pretty pretty nice looking as well. Um, I'm not gonna lie, like it's it's pretty good, nice. pretty pretty good looking. So I'm I'm very supportive, very supportive of that. So catch me trying to hold some type of VGC event at some point. That may not be a CP event, but a, a VGC event nonetheless. <laughs> to have it pop up. Speaking of something pop-up, the Japanese YouTube channel uh, yesterday accidentally dropped the next big set for the TCG cards. And um, let me tell you this. The trading card game, TCG is is what it is, is is a very, very highly sought-after market for Pokemon and for, for card collectors alike. Now, Warren and I both remember a time when we were both very, very young where the Pokemon card game, it was very new. And then as it as it kind of went on, they introduced this mechanic known as EX Pokemon. Pokemon that maybe uh, had a little bit better HP or they had an ability or moves that just could, could be considered pretty good. Delta looking Species, back, I
1: remember <laughs>
0: you. <laughs> well, but even before Delta Species, yeah. looking back before that, the first ever set of EX cards, there was only one viable candidate amongst those cards. And it was, if I correct it was magmar um yeah. that sounds, was the that was the only accurate. one because you could uh, mm-hmm. i read the attack the first attack it was one fire energy not very much damage but if your opponent were to attack on their next turn they flip a coin and sometimes they're not you know if it's tails uh they weren't able to attack uh this this was definitely uh a nice um a nice attack to be able to chip down your opponents and such it was uh, it was it was great, but the other EXs when first released, uh, they, they didn't really see much play. Now, as time has gone on, there is uh, a term in in card game communities and, and gaming communities alike now called power creep, where the power of cards have slowly but surely over time gone up to keep up with the massive rate of just you know game inflation when it comes to how powerful a card can be. Because why would something be the next best card if it's the same exact power as the previous thing before it? Right? There's gotta be some increase. There's gotta be some way the game game moves on. And so over time you've seen cards go up in HP, up in attack damage to match said HP. So it's it's a whole thing.
1: So some of the Yeah, Ryan, you're right, it is Magmar. Yeah, I was looking at the others in the set. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's uh, the me- and it's cool. You know, the cards look yeah. kind of cool. And then the cards you're talking about, Warren, they kept going with this EX mechanic for quite a long time before they finally changed it up to to level X, and then uh, G, and then uh, V, and Q. Then- yeah, Q, every letter of the alphabet, if you want to to make a joke out of it. And then they had GX's and then V's V star and, you know, V, v max, listen, G max. They, V like... max, G max. They took my V card, you know, they took my V card. OK. Um... <laughs> but uh, listen, at the end of the day, uh, they are they, it has been revealed and it's been known, but we, we didn't know what they were going to look like. Uh, but it's been revealed the X's are back it's a very nostalgic type thing and I think this is very purposeful I'm not gonna lie i think from a marketing perspective you know they've they've been presenting new big ideas at every worlds for the past you know how many years and then this year they were like ex's are back they're back and um you know I gotta first of all I gotta say what the fuck? uh and then I also have <laughs> to say as like as a young kid on the inside I'm like damn I'm excited to go buy all the EXs again because I I don't care if I play anymore. I just want the cards. I just want EXs in my binder because, you know, we remember some bad ass EXs with some incredible art from uh, the mid 2000s. Delta Species was was a a very uh, widely known set where Pokemon with different types, very similar to that of Terra typing that we have now. Yeah. you know, would be would be rocking these insane arts, and and the cards would be littered with different like effects of uh, foil, and and oh man, it was just it's a great time. I'm I'm so, back home, Ryan.
1: I'm ready. Yeah,
0: <laughs> now some of these EXs that they're that they're showing they don't look like normal EXs to me because you know they a lot of the modern art uh, type cards like to break out of the box so to speak and and kind of break the fourth wall on the card whereas a lot of previous EXs you know the card art was within the frame it was within the box and honestly I I think it'd be smart of them to do some type of set where they go back to that you know they go back to that style of art that you know it's an EX let the let the EX name be what the card is about while the art is inside the little box where the art is supposed to be. You know, the art doesn't have to be popping out of it to make it cool. That's that's not that's not we, what EXs were about. It was the fact that it was a shiny holographic card with really cool art within the box. and It you know, sparkles. I like it. It sparkles and you could show it off, right? Yeah, like exactly. Ente, the Entei EX promo reality, card.
1: Two or, two or three of them were actually viable. Exactly. But- that too.
0: <laughs> But like the you know one of the most well known ones, the Entei EX promo card from the Pokemon movie, um, is like one of the most well known EXs that I can think of off the top of my head, and like you know there are some more too. But like Mewtwo EX is also a big one and uh, Charizard, Charizard sure Charizard EX like there and Gar like Gyarados uh, and hell Raichu Raichu EX as well you know these these are oh, yeah. all these are all I different about cards. that one. i know seriously i mean there's there's wall rain there's kingdra there's there's so many cool ones i mean the kingdra <laughs> the
1: kingdra art to this day is I think it, one of the most badass. Oh, you, you just gave me, me mental damage about a about a different kingdra oh
0: geez i i know i know i know it but what what sucks is that this was not supposed to be revealed that's why that's why we're talking about this 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 is the problem um you know there was not supposed to be a big reveal, you know, they immediately took it down, but it's the internet, my friends, so that stuff stays up, no matter what you want to do, it, it will not go away, that's just how the internet works, and so, you know, all these major, you know, news outlets for for cards and stuff, they, they got their hands all over that video right away, they downloaded everything off of it, and they were like, yep, here it is and you know uh, the pokemon company was like well that was a fluke that was a fluke and um you know it is what it is i i don't think anyone's too mad it it happens you know uh speaking of pokemon go i wanted to bring that up as well i know right crazy they recently had uh this big event this past weekend for the the Hoenn legendary mons and starters now niantic has been criticized heavily recently for uh you know promoting more and more paid for pokemon go events look people we all know that companies want to make money they they got to find some way to monetize (laughs) and you know we don't know how much pokemon are actually paying niantic for this game to like be run by them and stuff like that but i'll tell you what they are really starting to price gouge their their peeps when it comes to getting specific pokemon because you know, like, it used to be that, oh, uh, you know, this big legendary event would be happening. It's free. And now it's like, oh, pay $5 to get in on this, you know, special event for all these different quests. And, like, look, I get paying $0.99 cents for a community day, uh yeah. like special side event stuff. You still get the community day stuff, but then there's, like, all the side event stuff that happens with it. But now it's, like, they're putting stuff behind paywalls, and that, that's where that's where people are going to stop playing you know you have your devoted fans but you know pokemon go did not release as a game to to start charging people it's it's as if as if you were going to start charging people to like use specific guns in fortnite like <laughs> can you imagine like want to use the ak you got to pay 40 bucks can you imagine like all of a sudden fortnite turns into like oh yeah you've got a lobby of guns available to you like in cod but you unlock certain stuff over time not to say yeah. that you start the game with said guns but the only guns that will spawn for you within the game are the ones that you've paid for like that's people are gonna stop playing people are gonna be mad like you you can't take what the base game is about and just go yep we're gonna start charging people money now because that's just what we feel like that's what that's what we want to do well guess what
1: tough shit mm-hmm.
0: niantic people are gonna stop playing your game 'Cause
1: I mean it let's not treat it like um before you could you could if you moved enough I'll say you could play it for free. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I was never a huge fan of it.
0: I I played it a ton, but it's something I'd keep going back to. It wasn't something that I would repeatedly Only play. Do. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, and when we didn't have VGC for a little while this year because we were waiting on the new game. We, um, obviously, you know, would, uh, we'd, we'd, I, you know, I went and played go, you know, late at night just for fun. Yeah.
1: Like why not? Oh, it's fun. It's fun to walk around with your friends and do it. Don't get me wrong. But then you have the people with like the 35 phones on a bike and it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I know those
0: people, those people make it even more fun. They liven it up, liven up the scene for everybody. It's a great time. It's a great time. Speaking of uh, livening up the scene, Team Team Northwest, the team in charge of San Diego regionals. So yeah. this, this first big regional, basically after new, the first weekend after New Year's, they have told players that team lists for TCG, VGC, Pokemon Go, they're all due Friday night at 8 p.m., not 8 a.m. in the morning the next day before the regional. They are due 12 hours before Friday night. This is problematic. This is extremely problematic because there are people who are traveling from all over the world, all over the country, still traveling on a fucking Friday in order to get to this event. And you're telling them that they have to submit their team list by 8 p.m. Friday night for all three games. Now, the original reason why they want to do this is because They are expecting a shitstorm for the video game when it comes to Saturday morning, as they should. It's one of the largest VGC events that has been held in a long time. Lots of hype. It's a brand new game. There are going to be glitches. There are going to be questionable judge calls, I'm sure. But even worse than that, they want VGC players and their teams to be in way ahead of time so they they can avoid long queue lines on Saturday morning. There are still going to be long queue lines on Saturday morning. That doesn't go you away. They still got to check in. They still have to check in. They still have to lock their boxes, you know. The, these are things that just happen at a local tournament like this. Uh they're not going away. So It's it's very dumb. I feel bad for the TCG and Go players that have been playing all season so far that are like uh, you know, there are people who go to bed because they want to sleep on an idea on, on what they want to play the next day. N- not a lot of people are like, I'm going to go to bed knowing when I'm playing tomorrow. OK, that's the healthy choice. But that's not the choice that people make, okay?
1: I Man, you know how I make my teams. I'm sitting under the desk or in bed or somewhere on the floor with my laptop going until like 4 a.m. I make the mm-hmm. choice. I'm done by five, and then I go to bed and sleep for three hours.
0: I know Cortex is the same way, dude. will will literally make changes a minute before, and it normally and
1: then... goes decently.
0: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you know this is a this is going to be a big change for a lot of players to have to deal with, and. I think it's it's very controversial. Team Northwest is I don't think handling this very well. They're doing their best, but at the same time their best is is, is not up to par and standard with many of the other regionals. Friends, let's just face it, there is not a perfect regional organizer. There are there pros be. and cons to everything and you know it's it's tough to uh it's tough to do it all. It's tough to do it all. So, you know, that that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Well, friends, thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Esports Forever Podcast Pokemon Day segment. Appreciate you all for hopping in. Thank you to Warren for joining up and for, uh, for being on with us today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, as always, feel free to follow, subscribe, uh, share this out with friends, family, and even random people on the street. You never know when they might need some Pokemon in their lives for a good Pokemon day start passing out cards (laughs) exactly 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 that's exactly it well until next time my friends i'll talk to you later have a great night have a great day have a great afternoon and until next time we out